What's going on, guys? Welcome to the very first episode of the PNG podcast. I think it would be timely to talk about the COVID 19 virus, but I'm not going to pretend that I'm a medical doctor and a shit like that because I'm not. So I'm not going to tell you the repercussions of it. I'm not going to tell you exactly how it works, but I am going to start this first minute, maybe a couple of minutes taking time to tell you that if someone tells you that the government has released this COVID virus because they're trying to sell more toilet paper, that's not the fucking case. That's just silly. That's gullible. And it's a real thing, guys. It's <laughs> it's not a conspiracy theory. No one's trying to do something crazy. It's a virus. The coronavirus has happened before with SARS and another virus as well. They're both in the coronavirus family. So this is not something new per se. It's a different strand of the coronavirus. And we've got to take this seriously, guys. Whole countries are in fucking lockdown. People are fighting over toilet paper. It's not a gastrovirus. <laughs> so, you know, we got to think, you know, sort of little bit of center here. And that's what I wanted to touch on in this episode. But if you want to know more about the coronavirus itself, you need to make sure that you read the science reports, you follow the experts in the field, and don't believe what your friends on Facebook are telling you. I'll guarantee you if they don't have a degree in medicine or pathophysiology or they're experts in epidemiology, uh, these guys are not the people to listen to right now. So with all that shit aside, let's think slightly left of center. And let's think about the fact that, hang on, if someone is getting sick now, they're either old or they're really young. Other people who might be carrying these symptoms are probably the people who aren't taking very good care of themselves. And that's what I wanted to touch on. So for the next 10 or so minutes, we're simply going to lay out some really actionable strategies that you can take home with you and your family so that you can stay healthier year around. The first one is taking care of your sleep. If you don't take care of your sleep, then you are, I suppose, almost you know, taken away from the body its ability to recover. That's the easiest way to put it. It's during sleep that all the major recovery happens in the body. So, you know, the time of hustling and grinding and relying on four hours of sleep, that should be over. It's fucking dumb. I used to be one of those guys. I thought that was really cool. I was just blind. I just didn't see the repercussions that would come in the year or so after so make sure that you do take care of your sleep and you get enough quality sleep that's the most important thing but as you have felt it's not as easy as just saying that oh i'm going to improve my sleep and then it improves sleep is a really tricky thing to improve so with that in mind here are a couple of strategies that i found really useful for myself with a lot of my clients as well and if you are a stress head like me and you love to do shit all the fucking time, and you have a tendency to wake up in the middle of the night, then, you know, you might find these quite useful. So, the first one is a thought dump. A thought dump is literally just what it sounds like. It's a dump of your thoughts out on a piece of paper. What you do is you take a blank piece of paper, you take a pen, it can't be a piece of paper with lines on it, because lines create structure, and that's not what we want out of this. We want... Just a dump of all your thoughts. Get them out of your head so you 
grab a blank piece of paper, a pen, sit in a room where it's quiet before you go to bed. No electronics, no crazy things like that. Just you, a blank piece of paper and a pen, nothing else. And then you just start writing. It's not a novel. It doesn't have to be grammatically correct if you're a grammar Nazi like I am. Just writing dot points a scribble. The whole point is dumping this shit out of your fucking head. Everything that's inside the confines of your own skull, it has to come out. So what that means is whether it's irrational, rational, emotional, logical about your wife or husband, about your kids, about a co-worker at work that you want to rip the fucking head off or whatever it might be, you get it down on that piece of paper. Get it out, things that you need to do, worries that you have, whatever you feel anxious about, get it out. Get it onto that piece of paper. Then you take a couple of minutes after that, you just sit and breathe, close your mouth, breathe through your nose. That's going to help you drive into the parasympathetic part of your central nervous system. They'll tell your body just to chill the fuck out. So then, of course, you go to bed. But at the end of the day, that might not work for everyone. I think it's going to work for a lot of people. It'll help you a lot. You're probably not going to get an overnight amazing sleep. But if you do this regularly over time, it'll help you a lot. Secondly to that, having a sleep routine is incredibly important. Making sure that you go to bed and you wake up at the same time is going to be probably one of the most important things you can do. Because it's hard to control the quality of your sleep while you're asleep. But there are things we can do, like we're doing now, talking about what we can do you know, before and after sleep to maximize that. The third thing I want to share with you is showers. Having a hot shower at night and a cold shower in the morning is going to be key for optimizing your sleep. And the reason for that is that when your brain senses a regulation in a change in temperature... It's going to regulate different hormones in your body helping you to sleep. So having a hot shower at night, five or so minutes, don't scald your skin, but have it relatively warm so that when you get out of the shower, the room you walk into is colder than the rest. And then in the morning, you do the opposite. You have a really cold shower for five minutes, as cold as you can handle, which will alert you. It will improve your recovery as well, and you'll be able to take on the day in a very, very different way. The next thing we need to touch on here is eating your fucking fruits and vegetables. <laughs> it, it's not that hard. Your grandmother has told you that for 30 years. It's time to fucking do it. Every single meal, three meals a day at least, if one serve of vegetables was one fist size, you need at least two or three of those with every single meal. Different colors, different texture. Don't just eat one kind of vegetable. You know, the whole chicken and broccoli diet, that probably doesn't cover all the needs you need to meet when it comes to your immune system. And eating lots of vegetables, lots of different textures and colors is going to be incredibly important to optimize the needs you need. And another thing when it comes to vitamins and minerals, especially vitamins, you need to make sure that you have enough vitamin D, vitamin C and vitamin A. They're incredibly important for your immune system. So make sure that you get them checked and talk to a health professional close to you who knows what he or she is doing. And then from there, fruits, guys. Fruits ain't going to make you fat. It's that simple. 
fruits are incredibly healthy and they're actually anti-obesogenic. What that means is that they prevent the onset of gaining too much weight because they are low in calories. They come with a lot of fiber, water, vitamins, and minerals. So at the end of the day, regardless of what these Muppets on social media are saying, fruits are not going to be bad for you. The sugar in fruit is a combination of glucose and fructose. Fructose itself is not bad. There's a lot of nuance around that in terms of the share amount, where you get it from. Are you getting most of your fructose from you know, highly processed foods such as soft drinks and lollies? Now we're talking something very different. But eating whole raw fruits is a very good thing for you. Make sure that you have, I would say, a minimum of five pieces of fruit every day. Stone fruit, then you can have bananas, melons, berries, frozen or fresh, does make a huge difference. Then the last thing I want to leave you with is staying physically active and hydrated. Hydration is incredibly important to regulate the blood volume in the body, to help the blood do its job around the body, to transfer micronutrients, to transfer oxygen in the blood, all that kind of stuff. Water is incredibly important. Make sure that you have at least four to five clear urinations every single day. Then the second part of that is physical activity. I'm just going to have a sip of water. Ah, Hear that? It's fresh, nice cold water. Physical activity is something we take for granted in today's society. We all think that High-intensity interval training is always the best. And if I don't work at 100%, then it's not fucking worth it. And then people forget about the fact that just walking will clear your mind. It will improve your recovery rate so that you can actually train harder when you do it. It improves blood flow, nutrient delivery, nutrient use, a lot of different things, guys. So at the end of the day... If you don't walk a minimum of 10 to 12,000 steps a day, you're not doing yourself justice. There's actual evidence now as well saying that the minimum we should walk every day for general health is 15,000 steps every single day. I don't think walking is enough for cardio for the majority of people. I'm going to be a bit blunt and say that if walking serves as your cardio, you haven't done your job to take care of your cardiovascular system. Walking is a way of de-stressing, getting from A to B, and improving recovery. Now, of course, there's a lot of nuance to that, but I'm going to be blunt and say that that's the truth. So, that's what I'm going to leave you with, guys. I'm not a medical doctor. I can't talk in detail about the COVID-19 virus, but I think it's time that we stop thinking about Band-Aid solutions. We listen to the experts in the fields. We look ahead, and we prevent what might come next as much as we can we can never prevent a big pandemic like what we are in right now but at the end of the day you can do a lot of things personally to keep yourself and your family healthy and of course follow the guidelines from the government read the scientific reports stop listening to gullible people on facebook and fucking instagram and go seek out advice from people who really know what they're doing so that's it guys Thanks again for listening and I will see you in episode number two.